Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Imprint Companion, the only podcast on the Australian interwebs that dares discuss the secret and sensual DVD culture, now Blu-ray culture. We are the podcast companion to the incredible Imprint Films boutique Blu-ray label. I am one half of your pair of absolute physical media freaks with a PH. Blake Howard, <laughs> and joining me as always is my delightful brother in arms, and I mean by arms, I mean physical discs and getting physical, Mr. Alexi mm-hmm. Toliopoulos. Sir, it is so good to be back for this stacked, comedy-laden February imprint bundle. You're getting a freaking bundle of laughs with this <laughs> batch from imprint films. Blake, I'll tell you this, I was so excited to see when this batch was announced and my excitement was further fueled when I finally got these blues in Blu-ray studios to watch, to review, to enjoy. We have got at least one of my favorite comedies of all time in this batch and it is a humongous, humongous release, but it is for me so exciting to see the genre that I call home the genre that I call my freaking vocation, <laughs> um, getting featured so prominently by a boutique Blu-ray label because I feel like comedy very often gets the short shrift when we look at the history of cinema and honouring it through the culture that we celebrate every week on this podcast, Blu-ray and DVD culture. Yeah, look, it's it's a really special batch. It literally has one of the maybe comedy box sets, all-time physical media, and I'm and we're, we're going to really feature that. That is our headline. Um, we're going to save mm-hmm. truly the best. Headline act, dude. It's the headline. We're the support acts first. <laughs> we're emceeing this freaking gig. The, the, we've got the support acts coming on first. We Of course, there's a cancelled guy on the lineup like every great comedy show. And then at the very end, we're going to have a tremendous headliner featured on our show today. And so, look, the, the batch... And the order um, that we're probably going to be discussing these in, uh, we've got the Jerry Lewis at Columbia box set. We have Return of the Pink Panther for all of those Clouseau completists out there. We have the Bad News Bears in Breaking Training. The middle, the Empire Strikes Back, if you will, of the Bad News Bears trilogy. Mm -hmm. And the proto-neurotic wasp uncut gems that is the out of towners but let's kick off let's start with a little trailer of the return of the pink panther he's back he's back he's back he's back who's back who's back the pink panther The world's largest diamond has been stolen again. And there's only one man who can get it back. I am calling an outside help. The famous French detective who recovered the Pink Panther the last time it was stolen. What was his name? Crusoe. Peter Sellers as Inspector Jacques Clouseau in The Return of the Pink Panther. Blake, you had time to catch up with this one. I have not had a chance to watch this yet. Do you love the antics of Mr. Sellers? And did you enjoy The Return of the Pink Panther? Look, one thing can be said of Blake Edwards' Pink Panther series is like the levels of absurdity continue to ratchet up in each of the progressive sequels. And so like the perfect film is obviously 
Pink Panther. Shot in the Dark is very fun. And this is probably one of the lesser sequels, if you're really honest, because, you know, you know the, the gimmick is sort of run dry. But one thing I did appreciate really is, particularly with this blue that I want to mention, there is nothing to me, Lex, and I know that you do this too, like finding tremendous, like, features sometimes are created mm. at the time like those like they weren't a dvd special feature then they were something that would yeah. appear on entertainment tonight and so this film has some of the most absurd and silly and probably racially inappropriate these days moments in the pink panther trilogy but it's it's got enough goof and enough silliness you and i both love crime movies heist movies and in every heist movie mm -hmm. or crime movie there's usually a moment where someone is following a, a, a mark a target whatever the case may be, a crook that they believe is uh, going to be doing a heist, they usually jump into a cab or a car and they say, follow that man or follow that car. And love that. Love that. Great staple. Great, great trope. trope. Really funny. And honestly, the price of admission for this movie is just the silliness of that joke. Clouseau jumps into a car, says, follow that car. And his extremely hirsute and unfit um, driver gets out of the cab and starts hot-footing behind the person that he wants okay. to follow. And it's just... You sold me, dude. I'm going to chuck this on immediately. <laughs> it's so silly. And the gag has a secondary payoff. And I was like, I was watching this kind of passively. not like, And then I was howling like an idiot because it was just so good. Um, but no, as I was mentioning what is kind of endearing about this exercise. And I feel like it's, you know, I don't know if it's the Adam Sandler standee that's staring at me from live from Blu-ray studios or what, but it's just that <laughs> Peter Sellers, Blake Edwards, thank you for addressing it. I did forget he was behind me. He's, he's, he's watching over this show and I'm so appreciative that he is, but it's that kind of thing of like Peter Sellers and Blake Edwards were such good buddies. They just liked hanging out together and they're like, let's make another excuse for us to go to a few exotic locations and do silly things together. And it's kind of completely, you know, that, that happy Madison thing of like, let's take all my friends and let's go make a funny film. Mm. And you know, if it turns out great, it turns out great. But if it doesn't, we'll most certainly make our money back only to just do this thing again. And so that was really appreciated in that, in the behind the scenes docos that you can find on imprint collection 106, the return of the pink Panther is just like, you watch this movie. If this is kind of your bag purely, you know, classic absurdist humor from sellers, you're going to get something out of it. It's got one of the best sight gags, as I just mentioned, and just watching these guys like have so much fun in relishing the silliness was kind of really endearing because I don't know if there's anything more endearing than just like going and, making play with your friends, like doing silly things. And, and it's, it's, it's the kind of funnest part about this show for us is us just cracking each other up with silliness and enjoying and relishing the hell out of these great flicks that we get to check out and talk about together. So um, if one of the lesser sellers, but I know what I can say th is this, as a physical media completist, if you already have a Pink Panther and you already have a shot in the dark, and it's probably actually even more readily available to get the Steve Martin Pink Panther and Pink Panther sequels, mm -hmm. if you don't have this, you need it. So you're going to need to fill the gap in the collection. Uh, so it's going to be one for you. Now, yeah. one... I've got the Steve Martin remake Criterion Collection uh, 4K <laughs> UHD that they just released. So uh, I'm waiting for the fun... I'm a completeness. I'm, I'm, wait, I'm waiting for the Fun City Cinema edition of Pink Panther 2. But I just have to say, Lex, we did not expect much out of the sequel to The Bad News Bears in Breaking Training. Mm -hmm. But I know that you had a particularly good time with it. Let's listen to the trailer and let's come back and hear you get back with the bears. 
Walter Matthau in a resplendent collection that has Walter Matthau all through it and his comedy life partner Jack Lemon, two of our favorites ever to do it. But it does come back with William Devane and the Bad News Bears and Breaking Training. Tell us about your experience watching this one. This was interesting, right? Because I love the original Bad News Bears. I've talked about it on this podcast before uh, when Imprint did a beautiful restored release of that film. Um, I had never seen any of the sequels to the Bad News Bears. I don't. I, I think I did avoid them because they don't have like a... Uh, an essential reputation where you go, you got to watch them, you got to catch up with them if you love the original. They've kind of been forgotten a little bit. Where the original is like, you have to see this movie. Like it's math, it's mm. one of Mathau's best in a guy's career that maybe is one of the best careers ever. Yeah, it's a great performance. And um, I think one of the reasons it's not essential is because there is no Mathau, there is no Tatum O'Neill, which are like the two brightest stars. They are what make that original film become an icon because you have these two extremely charismatic stars on each end of the age spectrum um, uh, really knocking it out of the park to use a metaphor that relates to the sport in question of the film. Um, so there was some, I had always had some hesitance about going in, but once we got this batch in, I was like, you know what? It's time to step up to the plate and knock it out. Finally. Listen, and for a man I who is glad. famously against sports, you've literally put every baseball cliche there is. You've knocked it. At, you've knocked yeah. it out of the park. It's a home run. Thank you so much. And, you know, I let's just say I did get up to third base with this film. Um, I really quite enjoyed this. It's a little bit of a sleeper surprise for me. Um, because I think one of the smartest decisions they made by losing, like, the two great stars is just really giving the bears a bit of space to shine. Like, I love the Bad News Bears. I think they're... Uh, a much more enjoyable cohort of uh, tween misfits than uh, their their follow-ups, including the Goonies and stuff. I've always preferred the Bears because there's something more playful about the grubbiness of these kids. And I think giving them a bit of like an ensemble role to shine there works so nicely uh in this being a bit of a road movie where they're unsupervised going to the championship league um it is really sweet but the smartest thing that they do is recognize that jackie earl haley who uh is one of the most featured actors in the imprint uh, label with this, <laughs> the original and Day of the Locust, um, he realizing that he's quite a formidable presence uh, for a child star. And of course, we now know him as like uh, one of the great modern character actors um, to give him 
a chance to pop on that captain's helmet. I actually think I've lost uh, any kind of <laughs> baseball. Uh, you know, give him the starting position uh, in the team this time, I think works really well. And to have the whole story be uh, a story between him and his estranged father, William Devane, uh, slowly taking um, center in the film as this estranged father and son relationship, I think works really nicely. This is a really nice, sweet little sequel that makes me very excited to one day, and I'm sure Imprint will release it. I've got no, I'm speaking with zero authority on this, but I'm hoping they have to continue and release a third film, which is uh, called Bad News Bears. Go to Japan. The Bad News Bears go to Japan. Bad News Bears go to Japan. And do you know who takes over as coach in the third one? Listen, if you're talking about one of the strangest trios of leading men to uh, hang around with a bunch of kids in a baseball movie, being the Bears, uh, it's Mm -hmm. firstly the great Walter Matthau, secondly, William Devane, Rolling Thunder's William Devane. And... Yeah, he's wonderful as that estranged father in this film. Yeah, he's really but terrific. the third film has one of the biggest surprises. <laughs> it's got Tony Curtis, which both you and I have like, yeah. what? Tony Curtis is the guy? So, um, look, if if we you know, occasionally we throw our, our wishes out to the imprint gods um, and, and the, the amazing work that they do, but I, I, would, I would put the house on it that if we've already got the Bad News Bears and now we've got the Bad News Bears in Breaking Training, then we most certainly will see the Bad News Bears go to Japan at some point. Um, I hope so. I got to see Tony Curtis mucking it up with the Bears. I can't wait. He's one of my guys. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Um, That is really great. Now, from bad news to good news, this next one is just one of many of the great Jack Lemon performances that we're going to discuss in this incredible batch. Let's see what I call, uh, or let's actually hear for you guys listening, uh, a little trailer for a film that I call Wasp Uncut Gems, The Out of Towners. Is that a beautiful city or is that a beautiful city? Oh, that's a beautiful city. George, they can't find the bag. They lost our luggage. Jack Lemon and Sandy Dennis are the out-of-towners in Neil Simon's outrageous comedy about New York City. Hold it. Uh, what's wrong? Put your hands up. Oh, my God! that wall. I just don't make a sound. When they take you for an out-of-towner, they really take you. You mean to tell me that I was mugged while I was sleeping? You're not telling me you didn't hold the room for me. Man, move it! Oh, my God, we're being kidnapped. I'm a business executive from a folks. Look, I've got no place to sleep. I've got no money. I want to know what the city intends to do about this. Blake, this was the one that I was maybe secretly most excited to get into. Uh, I, When this batch arrived on my doorstep, I walked the five minutes that I have to stroll over <laughs> to my mother's house. And I was like, Ma, we are going to watch some classic comedies. And we chucked on the out-of-towners first. I have a real love for this movie. Blake, it was your first time catching up with it. Uh, what are your thoughts on this stressful little raw nerve of a comedy from Arthur Hiller? Look, it's 
you just hit the nail on the head. It's one of the most neuroses-inducing films I think I've ever seen. Uh, Jack Lemon and Sandy Dennis are a married couple coming into town. Jack Lemon's about to do a job interview that's going to get him a job in the big New York office. And literally everything that can go wrong does go wrong. You know, from getting on their flight, flight turns around. Attempting to get a train, train is full. Attempting to make their way somewhere else to get there and then if eventually making their way to New York City, they they are stranded, everything. And it's just this incredible story of like people who feel entitled and watching the city that never sleeps, not giving a rats about that perspective whatsoever and just chucking... Mm-hmm you know, theft and like uh, accidentally being bungled into a crew that's on a heist, uh, sleeping in a park, being uh, robbed by a pimp, being drawn into political turmoil. Like it is such a stressful movie and Jack Lemmon is so sensational as that highly mm-hmm. strung lead character and Sandy Dennis is so oh, one of the best guys at getting the freaking oh my god the, the the tuna turned up on him until he gets <laughs> so tightly wound and he's about to break Jack <laughs> Lemon is in his sweet spot in this movie he's in such a sweet spot and so look it is when I was watching it I, I don't know whether if I was in a particularly stressful mood, maybe some like high blood pressure. I don't know. Maybe I had some indigestion. Who knows? All I can say is that by the end of it, I was like deeply stressed. Um, but yeah, the more I've thought about it, because I was you know howling with laughter and having a really great time. Um, it is just a terrific film, and look, it's yeah. You told me you chucked on like one of your comfort movies after I this. I'm like, whoa, this this me. really got it, you. This wound you it up. Wound me up. It stressed me right out, and. The brilliance of it is not only is it like a really terrifically crafted comedy and is the other performances so perfectly attuned to the like the increasing levels of absurdity that they face, but it is just a beautiful picture card of nineteen seventy New York City, you know, in the in the real mm-hmm. tradition of that fun city, like, you know, uh, examination. Yeah, a great fun city movie. Fun city movie, just like truly showing the New York City at that time um, in all its glory. So I had such a great time with it. I was so stoked to hear that like Jack Lemmon is such a big um, Mrs. Tolliopolis uh, 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 winner. Um, And so when you told me that you took this and- Ms. Honey, she's single. Ms. Toliopoulos is one of Jack Lemon's uh, is Jack Lemon's one of her guys. Um, it was so great to hear that like you guys watched this, but you know this is a fond one for you guys. So you've you're, you've had such a, an appreciation of this great Neil Simon work for as long as you you've been alive. Yeah. Man, I'm a big Neil Simon guy, especially the next movie that we'll talk about. But um, I love Neil Simon's kind of like New York uh, approach. This was originally written to be a segment in Neil Simon's play, The Plaza Suite, that uh, kind of details different suites in a Plaza Hotel. Uh, But then he just kept expanding it and expanding it, enjoyed writing it so much that he could only really see it as a movie because he didn't, he wanted to see them get out and like wander New York City. And that's how this movie came to be. Um, It's such a fun exploration of New York from that outsider's perspective. The idea that this is the rattiest and craziest and rowdiest city in the world that will freaking swallow you up if you're a little country bumpkin (laughs) or like someone who just is not made for the big city lifestyle. And... I would say it's one of the best versions of that, if not the best version of that idea of like 
this city swallowing you the frick up and spitting you out without your shoes on, basically. <laughs> That's what the city digests. And um, it having some great little character actors along the way, uh, there's a great small performance by Anne Mira, who is uh, Ben Stiller's mother um, mm. in it. She is Ben Stiller's mother in real life, but she's playing like uh, a person reporting a crime to the police in a police uh, police station. And it's so funny. I love it when Anne Mira pops up in stuff. That She's popped up in a few things for me recently in some old school watches um, and some Law & Order SVU episodes that I've been watching. <laughs> so um, she's a great New York character actor. And I just love, love, seeing her but the one that really shocked me was a young billy d, billy d. williams strapping popping up as an airport worker i reckon it's maybe the youngest i've ever seen him popping up in 1970 and uh my god he's so charming baby d williams i can call him <laughs> i'm so excited to see him in the movie and look this is the first of two like pre like two of the greatest premise movies ever created yes. out of towners is like mm -hmm. the premise defining thing and so many people you can totally tell going we need to do out Very of towners well here we need to do out of towners there so we've gone from this which is so essential so great to see it getting the blu-ray treatment good little um uh, commentary track from his um from uh film historian uh, Lee Gambin on there, who's a, a pretty uh, a stalwart, if you like, of um, many of the great imprint releases. So totally worth your while. But we truly have to get. And it to... looks fantastic as well, oh. Blake. Like that, the transfer on this looks really wonderful for a film of this era. Yeah, it looks spectacular. And all these New York films, it's like if if you are if you've got Jason Bailey's great book, Fun City Cinema, this is kind of an essential thing. You need mm -hmm. it. But a must watch here. Right now, we arrive. We're going to play a trailer for, I guess, the Jewel in the Crown in the next box set and truly one of the best box sets that pairs together a sense of the cultural impact of a pair of films, but also a television show that almost I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we're going to hear the trailer firstly to The Odd Couple, and then we're going to hear about The Odd Couple collection what's wrong Oscar? something wrong with this system that's what's wrong i don't think that two single men living alone in a big eight-room apartment should have a cleaner house than my mother starring jack lemon a hypochondriac a fuss budget neater than neat cleaner than clean no wonder his wife kicked him out <laughs> stop that will you what are you doing I'm trying to clear up my ears. Yeah. Ago on Imprint Companion, you told me about an incredible featurette, which was a commentary track on one of the releases that was internationally available of the Odd Couple. That was Mathau and Lemon on Lemon and Mathau and then an audio commentary, which was Charlie Mathau and Chris Lemon, the two sons of these two enduring best friends doing a commentary track on The Odd Couple. I want to talk about that so much, which is why I want to bring it out at the top, but Neil Simon's legendary play, The Odd Couple, was adapted into a film, into one of truly the greatest comic films ever made in 1968. 
This box set includes that film. It includes The Odd Couple 2, which is a 1998 30-year reunion road movie, um, getting these guys back together in the characters. And it also features an incredible Odd Couple appetit, a little taste, a little entree into the 1970s television series that was also immense. Talk to me about truly one of the best comedy box sets I think you and I have ever unwrapped. Blake, when they announced this, bitch, I got to tell you, I freaking screamed. I couldn't believe it. I will, hand on heart, I'm an odd couple aficionado. I love the odd couple. It is my favorite comedy film that does not feature Mike Myers. (laughs) I will say that really deeply and truly. I grew up watching The Odd Couple. I used to watch the TV show. I loved the movies growing up. And my love for them has grown so much more over the years. Um, I think that, like you said, it is one of the original premise comedies. Where the premise is just two opposing guys are stuck together with juxtaposing personalities that clash like Oil and water, two famously opposing (laughs) substances that are so similar, yet they cannot meet properly. Um, And it is just, it works up and freaking down. And it is two of the most charming lead performances comedy has ever seen with uh, Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau. Jack Lemon, of course, playing the fastidious, neurotic character anal um clean freak character he's a freaking clean freak he he is felix unger f you i would say (laughs) and of course we've got walter matow as oscar madison who is a slouch he's a slub he's a grub he is very sweet and kind hard and easy going but the two of them how they can kind of get on each other's nerves despite like kind of being nice and easygoing guys when they're not around each other, even though, like, you know, Jack Lemon can wind up so much. It's just, like, the most beautiful chemistry you'll ever see. They've made many, many movies together, these two, from Grumpy Old Man to the front page, but there's something so special about them in these roles. And the way that this original film looks is beautiful, beautiful colors, uh, beautiful sets. The production design is so lovely and the set dressing is so lovely in this movie. And I think it's one of those great adaptations of a play where it feels at once quite elevated for cinema um, in like how they get out into the world and stuff. But the play origins are present in the way that the film is staged and set. And I think it works really wonderfully to evoke both feelings while you're watching it. And the odd couple endures for a reason because there's a great premise and you got you you find two great stars to work alongside each other. This box set is a dream come true for me. Not only does it retain some of the special features that I love so much from my international release of this film that I imported many, many years ago <laughs> desperately uh, when I found out that commentary track between their two sons existed, but it has got some really wonderful new ones on just this original disc even, which is just some lovely special features uh, that kind of go into the film, the working of it, like the why it's got an enduring legacy. But one that is new here that I really, really appreciated is just an audio, an isolated audio track featuring Neil Hefty's score. And mm. I think The Odd Couple has one of, if not the great comedy scores. And uh, it's just so wonderful catchy. to have that on in the background. So, so catchy. catchy. Yeah. 
I rewatched um, the Danish comedy Clown, which is a very grubby movie that is kind of a take on Curb Your Enthusiasm uh, meets The Hangover almost. And uh, re-watching it, I was just like, wow, the score for this movie is just ripping off the odd couple. So <laughs> it's they probably, interesting they, to go they, back and watch it after that. They probably tempt it with Neil Hefty's score and were like, we need a score that just sounds exactly like this because we can't, we can't get it out of our heads. Yeah, look, I... I love this movie. I love what you said about the blend of, you know, it being a perfect movie movie and a like and and really being anchored in its plays origins. One of my favorite scenes is one of those things that couldn't have been achieved on the stage necessarily unless they had like a little scene away which is um is Oscar receiving a call from Felix um, while he's in the middle as a as a as a baseball journalist and he he gets a call mm-hmm. from Felix about something basically, you know, you know, nothing just a, a nothing phone call about dinner or something like that and misses like an all-timer play at his job and and it's mm. just so funny about being anchored back in 1968 of like there's no replays there's no instant replays it's probably not even really yeah. televised and he's meant to write it up he's not on a mobile he has, on a, to, leave the he has stand. to leave the stand and it's just hilarious just one of those moments just perfectly typifies their relationship but you know this has mm-hmm. the great original film as you talked about it's got the odd couple two which you know look truly it, it pales in comparison to the first one, but it's just such mm. a pleasure. Yeah. Um, it's just a fun hang to be back with these characters in a silly road movie. And I think that everyone involved really feels, um, mm. despite all of its conveniences and all those sorts of things, it's not that same high yeah. art that it is. But it's just fun to be with these guys again after it's- 30 years. That's it. It's a nice movie. It's a nice road movie. It's a really nice reunion between the two. But like you said, it is just special to see these guys who work together a lot. There's something genuinely special about seeing them return to those roles. And there's a wonderful moment where they finally reunite at the airport, where they see each other from a distance across like the grand scope of the airport amongst all the other people collecting their bags. And they just scream each other's names at each other and start Running. charging to hug each other. It's really sweet. It's a very nice movie. And I would say it's bolstered by a great slew of special features that disc. Um, where you've got uh, a new feature, which is two grumpy old men directing The Odd Couple 2 with director Howard Deutsch. And then you've got two feature-length documentaries, one on Jack Lemmon, America's Everyman from 1996, and Walter Matthau's Diamond in the Rough, 1997. A banger. And I've those wa- are just two I, wonderful hour-long docos. I, about- I haven't done the Jack Lemmon one yet, but because Walter Matthau is so special to I think the both of us, I watched Diamond in the Rough, and it's just excellent. It's just great little doco about him and a great appreciation and, and still really well done. But this is, this is then the clincher for the box set. What else features in this set, Lex? This absolutely rocks. This, I think, was my introduction to The Odd Couple as a concept, as a, as something significant in history. I used to watch The Odd Couple TV show uh, with Jack Klugman and uh, Tony Randall growing up on on cable TV. My mum used to love it. My grandma used to love it. My grandpa used to love it. So we used to watch it a lot. And um, they are just as good as Lemon and Matau as at embodying these characters. And uh, this is a wonderful collection of 10 episodes, 10 essential episodes to introduce you to the continuing adventures of these two screwballs <laughs> living with each other. Um, it's really, really wonderful, especially when you go back to like the 60s and stuff. 
and TV shows have like 10,000 episodes uh, and they ran for like a decade and a half. Um, it's hard to know where to start and it can be so intimidating when you want to try and watch a classic TV show. Like the scope of it can be scary. So having just like 10 selected, curated, wonderful classic episodes is a really, really, really lovely little treat. And uh, there is a gag reel on there that is introduced by the great producer of that show, Gary Marshall, icon of cinema and TV. Um, so it's just really, really fun. I cannot tell you, Blake, how much I freaking love this box set. I never thought I'd see it happen. I, 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 I just cannot believe that when it was announced that I just go, I, I was like, that's a no brainer. Why is no one ever thought of putting this together? So thoughtfully, so lovely to honor one of the very, very best comedy franchises of all time. My one gripe, Blake, and it's a big gripe. They should have at least included one episode of the 2010s era Odd Couple remake <laughs> TV show with Matthew Perry and Thomas Lennon. Just a secret. Maybe there is it. Maybe it's hidden on the disc somewhere. Just it's the pilot Easter episode egg. of it's that. I would egg. love to see that. A little Easter egg. I got to select the actual cursor. That's <laughs> just like in the original War of the Rings extended edition Blu rays and DVDs. I. Uh, I, I cannot give a high enough praise to this box set. I really, really love it. It's so nice. What's so great about this box set, why we're so emphatic about this entire batch for February for Imprint being so terrific is I just yearn for more shows to get this treatment because there are many shows or many television mm. uh, shows that were based on films and vice versa. And as Lex said, you know, it's so hard to dive into different series without like knowing exactly what to do and, you know, Everyone knows how close Michael Mann's Miami Vice from 2006 is to my heart. Obviously, if you're listening to One Heat Minute Productions, which is um, the the sister um, feed to Imprint Companion, or you might even be listening to the show on the One Heat Minute Productions feed, you know we've got our Miami Nice show. I would love a theatrical cut of mm. Miami Vice, a director's cut of Miami Vice, and then just 10 of the best because there are yeah. truly probably 10 iconic episodes and you would often see people rank like these are 10 of the best these are the best that you would just like you know get a sense of what the entire series is doing and i feel like mm -hmm. that would be amazing so if anything what i love about this box set is that it blazes a trailer and and opens up doors to other potential series and you know other you know comedy action movies like even the original Charlie's Angels um, series could do with 10 of the best episodes of Charlie's Angels and then yeah. the Cameron Diaz, Drew Barrymore, uh, Lucy Liu, you know, oh, movies. Oh, God. Like, like that, yes. would be, that would be oh super great. So God, dude. the possibilities are endless. And I just, I think that this way, it's just like truly leading the way. So if there's anything that we can chuck out in the universe for imprint and just really any labels, it's just like, look at this box set, look at what it has done for this show and its culture impact and mm -hmm. the way that it's presented it. And just like, there has to be countless other examples that are out there in the world for this to, to for this to happen i got one word for you mash yeah yes mash and then 10 of the best a hundred percent it's a no-brainer no-brainer absolutely absolutely this is a smashing little batch of blues if you're looking for something to Perhaps tickle your funny bone. I would recommend the <laughs> entire batch, really. I think it's yeah, worth going for, especially if you're like your boutique collection is just missing some comedy. Like, if you just want to, like, 
just go, okay, here's a genre in my collection that is just sorely lacking. You can just chuck this directly in there <laughs> and bulk up an entire genre in your collection with at least two all-time classic movies and then some interesting oddities as well. Um, I love this whole batch. This was a really, really fun one to talk about, but an even more precious one to own. <laughs> it was such a treat to talk about this batch with you, my friend, knowing how much it means to Ms. Toliopoulos. She's single. Um, thank you <laughs> so much, um, everyone, for listening. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, share the show if you're a physical media nut, a physical media freak with a PH. Um, please, if you want to hit us up, um, on the socials, please do. Um, we would love to hear from you on socials, hashtag Imprint Companion. Um, and you can find us anywhere on the socials. I'm One Blake Minute. Um, Alexi is This Is Alexi. You can find us both on the Twitters and the Instagram on those handles. Um, but Lex, we both have other podcasts um, that are kicking mm -hmm. around at the moment. Please shout out what you want to point the folks to at the moment. Uh, you can check out my new podcast, Lived It, where uh, Jen Fricker and I are talking about all the shows that people are banging out on uh, that are coming out on Netflix. But we found a new way to talk about them. We find people out there in the world that have interesting yarns and cool stories that kind of relate to the shows that we're talking about. Uh, we've got one coming up this week that I'm very excited about. We use the Tony Collette thriller series, Pieces of Her, to talk to someone else that didn't really know who their parents were. Uh, we talked to a woman whose parents were spies for ASIO during what? the Cold War. And it is a really, really cool, fun conversation that gets into some really exciting stuff. Uh, Blake, you're wrapping up the Zodiac Chronicle as we speak. Yeah, a, a, a marathon edit of the second last episode has been done. You guys can listen to that now. On to the final episode. Trying to wrap everything up there. Um, the incredible score that we've done for the series by my friend Chris Duffy, who's the uh, the man behind Los Espinas. Um, I'm also going to look at releasing the entire soundtrack on our Patreon, so you can check Ooh, that out to yes. it soon. Really excited about that. Um, but actually going to point you to, I, I guess, a behemoth uh, podcast, a huge uh, podcast that we both admire. Um, I've been honored uh, to be asked on the Slash Filmcast, the Filmcast now, as it is known. So mm -hmm. if you want to check that out, the Filmcast, people, if you are listening, you probably, if you're a film fan, you probably know it or you've heard of it or you've subscribed to it. Um, but I'm excited because I'm on there talking about the Batman. Where is the Batman? He's at home washing yeah. his tights. Uh, no, not that Batman I'm talking about. Obviously, Robert Battenson. I'm talking about Broods Wayne. I'm talking about the latest Matt Reeves, The Batman. Um, and uh, yeah, I get to talk to uh, Jeff and Devendra and Dave Chan. And uh, they are just a great, a bunch, great bunch of guys. And um, it would be a surprise to many of you to know uh, that uh, as a person who has Batman tattoos and has also named his son mm -hmm. adjacently to about from a Batman character. Um, uh, of um, course, uh, the Doctor Croc Doc is your <laughs> gorgeous my son, son, Doc Croc. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Mister Freeze, Howard, as his name is. Um, uh, yeah, I I didn't enjoy it, so it's kind of fun convo. Mm. So if you want to go and listen to that, do that. Otherwise, jump onto our Patreon at One Hit Minute Productions. Yeah. There's another great convo with my best friend, comics aficionado, best-selling author, screenwriter Maria Lewis, going in on the island. Um, uh, of, uh, of the effusive gush of the Batman. So if you want to get a little bit of that, of some contemporary stuff, I'd love you to listen.
The May batch of imprint contains a beautiful box set called the Neo Noir After Dark Cinema Collection Number One, and there's a special feature on there that I'd love to shout out to a wonderful 1998 Neo Noir starring Paul Newman, Gene Hackman, Susan Sarandon called Twilight. And that special feature is an audio commentary by two of the finest film critics in Australia, <laughs> none other than Blake Howard and Alexi Toliopoulos, talking over the movie with some facts and appreciation for an unheralded classic that we think is awesome. It's us. We're talking over it. It's our first audio commentary together. Your second in total. My first in history. My audio commentary on disc debut. Oh. Um, I'm really excited about it. We're in great company on that box. And there are some really awesome movies in that box set. Twilight, Chief among them. And also the freaking Warriors is coming out finally on a theatrical cut on Blu-ray in the same month dare I say, could be the best batch ever. Yeah, unbelievable batch. Travis Woods, film critic, host of Increment Vice, Walter Chaw doing essays for the entire box. It is shaping up, and we are extremely biased, but it's shaping up to be one of the best box sets ever. And I think, you know, we've already had two essential film noir collections in the imprint, uh, in the entire imprint oeuvre. So neo-noir is uh, a genre so near and dear to us. We love it. And getting a chance to talk about maybe three of the biggest Hollywood actors of all time being Paul Newman and Gene Hackman mm-hmm. and Susan Saran together. It was such a blast. So we hope that you guys get your hands on that. We can't wait to get our hands on it, to see our names up in lights together. We had a blast doing Man. it. It's going to be, a, it's going to be so fun to listen to. It's a fun listen. And also the other discs in the whole freaking batch that week are the contender starring Jeff Bridges and one of my faves, Joan Allen. I love Joan Allen. Don't we love Joan Allen? After Dark, My Sweet from James Foley. Holy shamoly. Jason Patrick at maybe his best. Mm-hmm. One false move. Woo. It's going to be a sexy, sexy noir box set. And also Bloody Sunday. The freaking Paul Greengrass movie is in the entire batch as well. Man, May is going to be good. It's my birthday month. And let me tell you this, the birthday boy shall be having a wonderful present courtesy of Live Vision <laughs> that year. <laughs> we didn't even know this right now about each other, but I'm a May birthday boy too. It is our May month. Oh my God. Yeah, May birthday. Are you a Taurus? I'm a Taurus, baby. Oh my god, we got two fucking Taurians <laughs> locking horns on the podcast and we didn't even know about it. We didn't it. know about it. Listen, the, the 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 loves and the similarities between us continue um to bloom, but we can't wait to talk to you guys about the upcoming before May we've got March, we've got April and on May as well. It's just it's it's an absolutely incredible lineup. I mean that's how the freaking year works, dude. I don't know why you're so flummoxed by that. <laughs> I'm just flummoxed by, we were so lucky at the beginning of Imprint when we were thinking we are getting these boutique Blu-rays like every, you know, every quarter and then maybe every two months. Yeah, but now like, we get like 10 a year maybe. And then every month of the year, these incredible releases come out and it's harder and harder to avoid to purchase them. But look, we'll chat to you guys on another Imprint Companion soon. This has been a blast talking to you as always, Lex. And uh, guys, reach out to us and, uh, and you know, you know, send us a shelfie. Yeah. And if you dig, especially yes. if you dig the After Dark set, you know, share it. We'd love to hear if you if you dig it. And uh, and any of our recommendations that you pick up from the show, like engage with us. We're so stoked to always talk to you guys yeah. anytime. 
I love hearing from the listeners. And remember, check out uh, Zodiac Chronicle from Blake and Lived It from me. Um, we love you guys and keep on spinning those discs, dude. We dive into the great and underappreciated cinematic works, often one minute or one scene at a time. Our crew of guests are some of the most wonderful filmmakers, writers, authors, and critics ever assembled. Our shows include One Heat Minute, Josie and the Podcats, All the President's Minutes, Increment Vice, and right now, Zodiac Chronicle. Check out oneheatminute.com or find us wherever you get your podcasts.